Welcome to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast, brought to you by the Church in Accra as one of the local churches in Ghana. We bring you a life-changing fellowship every Saturday at 8 o'clock to 8.30 a.m. on Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. And now, today's message. In the first of these series, God's eternal purpose and its realization through man was defined and discussed. God's eternal purpose is for him to be expressed. To state it simply, God desires to be expressed. When he is expressed, this is glory. Splendor, majesty, honor, weightiness, dignity, satisfaction, all these are aspects of God's glory. This expression is to be through man. So God created man with the capacity to express him. And this capacity is in his image and according to his likeness. So at the very beginning of the Bible, the first chapter of the Bible, in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, it reads, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion, over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So the first message on God's eternal purpose was titled, Man's Goal, God's Glory. This means, Man's goal is to express God. In the process of expressing God, man ascribes glory to God. And in God's glorification through him, man is glorified also. Man's purpose for being, for living, for existing is to have God's glory seen through him. So the second message was titled, the Man, the Vessel of God's Glory. In the second series of messages, they were titled, Life, the way for God to fulfill his purpose through man. These messages underlined man's need for God's life to enable man to express God. We saw that this life is in his son and that there is a need for man to receive the son to enable him have God's life for God's expression. Man with his human life alone cannot fully express God. Now, this series of messages we are starting today will be focused on the gospel as the means for man to receive God's life. So the gospel is God's message for man's salvation and participation in God's eternal purpose. The gospel simply means the good news. In the Bible, the gospel of Mark begins this way, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In the book of Romans, it talks about the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. We will want to explore and discuss what this good news is. And to do this, we will not be preaching the gospel in the traditional sense, but we will be seeking to understand the gospel message and its relevance to our lives as human beings who are made by God in His image and according to His likeness 
for his purpose. We trust that this understanding would be useful and helpful to both believers in Jesus Christ and to the unbelievers also. Why does man need the gospel, the good news, in his role to express God? For God's glory which enables man to be glorified. A very popular verse for preaching the gospel is Romans 3.23 which says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This doesn't really sound like good news. But to understand the good news, we need to be acquainted with the not-so-good news of man's situation at birth and living without the good news. The preaching of the gospel usually starts with the declaration that we are all sinners, living in sin and committing sins. We will want to find out what sin is, how we were constituted sinners, and why we commit sins. What is sin? Without getting into the technicalities of language, the words translated sin in both the Hebrew and the Greek, the original languages in which the Bible is written, are words that mean to miss the mark, or to miss a road, or to miss a target. A very illustrative use of the word outside the use of it to describe the human condition is in Judges 20.16. That is a book of Judges. In the Bible, the verse says, Among all these were 700 chosen men who were left-handed. Everyone could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. The word used for miss there is the same word that is translated sin in describing the human condition before God. So it means that missing the mark is what is translated as sin. From the series on God's internal purpose, and if you are a new listener and you missed the first two series, I'll encourage you to contact the phone and WhatsApp numbers at the end of this message and get the links to the podcast. We saw that man was created to be a vessel for God's glory. Man was created for this purpose. And because of this, if man misses the target to express God, then it means that he has fallen into sin. He has missed the mark. He has missed the purpose for which he was created. In the Bible, in Genesis 2, we see the detail of how God created man. How that he formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living soul. This is in, is in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And after creating him in verses 15 and 17 of the same Genesis 2, God put the man in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And he says, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So it meant that God had provided all that man needed to live, and he added this word. If man kept this word, then he will continue to live. But if he went against God's word, then he was going to die. In Genesis 3, from verses 1 to 
7, we find that man encountered the serpent. Well, it started out with Eve, but eventually uh, her husband joined her to do what the serpent was suggesting in that the two of them ended up eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God had prohibited them from eating in Genesis chapter 2. This meant that they had neglected God's word or they had rejected God's word and had accepted the word of the serpent as their basis for action. The result is they had stopped expressing God and were now expressing the ones whose word they had heard. Once the first couple listened to the serpent and obeyed his word rather than God's word, they missed the mark, the goal and purpose of their existence. And so they fell into sin and what followed was death. Human beings born in sin have missed the mark or the target or the goal or the purpose for their existence. They have missed the way by which they could be containers of God's glory or expression. And the result is that man received death. And since man was dying, that definitely was not good news. So when we say that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, what we are effectively saying is man has missed the mark or the purpose for which he was created by God and as a result is not expressing God who had created him for the purpose of he, God's expression. What then resulted? It meant that man was now living in sin or actually had become a sinner because he had missed the mark of God's creation and God's purpose. If he listened to God, then he was going to manifest and express what God is. Since he did not listen to God, we find in Romans a description of what man was expressing. And these were signs, signs of missing the mark. Romans 1, 28-32 says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. These are all negative things which resulted from man not acknowledging God as God and keeping his word, but rather leaving God's word and listening to the word from the serpent, who we later find had Satan behind him. So man was constituted a sinner from disobeying God's word. Now, if man had listened to God or followed God's word, then he would have expressed God. And what is the nature of God which would have come out of him? In John 4, 24, he says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth or reality. In Romans 8, 2, he says that God is as the spirit of life. So we find then that the spirit 
is an indication of life, so God in his nature as spirit gives life. And that is what we saw right from the beginning in Genesis chapter 2. In verse 7, when God was creating man, he formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life or the spirit of life. And that is what made man become a living soul or a living being or a living creature. So God, as spirit, is manifested as life. When man is living, that is an expression of God. In 1st John chapter 1, in verse 5 says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So when man is listening to God, man expresses God as light in whom there is no darkness at all. In the same 1st John chapter 4 verse 16 says that God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. So we see that these are the essential elements of the nature of God. God is spirit as life, God is light, and God is love. So when man listens to God, or God's intention was for man to hear his word, which contains his life, as we find in John chapter 1, then man would have expressed this divine nature, the nature of life, the nature of light, the nature of love. And as we go along in this series, we will look at what the contents of each of these are and how they are manifested through man for God's glory. Because man left off from listening to God, God had told him the day that he eats of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, he was going to die. After he ate, to, he was still technically walking around in Genesis 3 and God came to talk with him. But eventually, God sent him out of the garden where the tree of life was and so he did not have access to the tree of life and consequently, he ended up in death. Yes, Adam lived for over 900 years but eventually, he got taken away by death. And subsequently and from then on, Every human being who has come on this planet has died. So far, the only human being who died and resurrected and stayed alive is Jesus Christ. And it is through him that God was bringing his salvation to man to save man out of the death that Adam and Eve had put man into so that man could receive God's life again and be brought back into God's original plan, God's original purpose of man expressing God in his living. So to a large extent, what we are saying then is that all men were constituted sinners as a result of Adam's eating because we were all born of him. All men, as a result of being constituted sinners, had missed the mark in terms of their connectedness to God, and so they had no supply of life, and the consequence was that man would die. And it, did, it doesn't matter what man has done because of that initial disobedience. We'll look at these in uh, uh, other messages in this series. But man has been constituted such that 
it doesn't matter what he does, he will have to die. And so all men were headed towards death. In Romans says that the wages of sin is death. It means that the product of sin is death. And so all men are destined to die. And that is the bad news. The good news is God has made a provision and a way to redeem man, to bring man salvation from this death so that man can receive God's life again and have the potential to express God and to glorify God in his living. And that is what we would want to explore in this series. So, every human being on the planet is born with a destiny to die. The only way that destiny can be changed is by accepting Jesus Christ, who came with the life of God, but became a man and died on behalf of all men. And the proof that his death was accepted as a price for all men was that he was resurrected. And because he has been resurrected, today we human beings can receive him and participate in his life so that this body of ours which is destined to die when it dies will still be resurrected in a new form as this, a spiritual body, as a body that has the eternal life manifested in it so that our destiny is no longer just death. Our destiny is to live with God and be his expression. This is a point we would want to explore further in this series and to see how that this news, which is good news for man, because all men are, uh, are destined to die, all men are afraid of death, a man is doing everything and that he can to try to stay on and stay alive. We realize that it is not working. And for the last 6,000 years, man has tried all that his knowledge added to that of the serpent who represented Satan, who helped him and urged him on to disobey God has done man has still not found an antidote to death. So man has the bad news that death is on him, but we have the good news that a way out of death has been laid out by God the Son coming as a man to die for man so that man can be redeemed, man can receive God's life once more. And this is the hope of the gospel, which we believe every human being needs to grasp onto. So that the fear of death, which causes man to spend all his life in bondage, as is given in Hebrews chapter 2, doesn't continue to reign upon man. So that man will spend the rest of this life finding out how he can relate properly to God and be God's expression and a vessel for God's glory, not only in this life, but in the age which is to come.
This is the encouragement we want to bring to all men. That the gospel, as the good news, returns man back to the road which God had created for him. Sin is a missing of the mark where God wanted man to go north, but then man chose to go west. And it doesn't matter how well he prospers on the way west, there is no way he's going to get to the north where God is. The only way man can get back onto that road is to accept the redemption which has been acquired by Jesus Christ for all mankind, so man can now head north and return to where God is, so he can receive God's life and be able to express God's uh, life as the glory of his life and his living. And actually, this is what also brings true fulfillment to man. When man has God's life and lifts it out, the man is meeting the mark. He is hitting the mark. He is hitting the target of what he was created to be. So man finds fulfillment when he is able to live out God. When he can contain God and is expressing God, then man finds true fulfillment. So money cannot satisfy man. Wealth and fame cannot satisfy man. But then God's life lived out of man is what brings satisfaction to all men. And that is why it is good that men get to hear this news. And that is why this news is the good news. It is the good news of God concerning his son, Jesus Christ, that he has prepared for all mankind who he wants to make sons, just like the only begotten son. So in the previous series, we heard that God wants not just the one son who is the only begotten son, but he has made him through his resurrection to become the firstborn son. And he wants the rest of us to be his brothers, to be his fellow sons with him, so that we can all have God as our father. This is the message of the gospel, of the good news that every human being needs to hear. That every human being starts out with a human life, but by receiving Jesus, we get to get God's life and are born of God and then can be constituted sons of God to express God, not only in this age, but in eternity. This, these aspects of the good news we will be exploring in the messages uh, that we will be discussing and enjoying in the coming weeks. And I trust that we will all receive some inspiration and some strengthening, some motivation, some level of hope that will enable us to accept this as a good recipe for living. Whether we are believers in Jesus Christ who did not know what it meant to have missed the mark versus those who are not believers but then don't have much meaning in whatever lives they are living, we would all realize that in receiving Jesus Christ, we get connected back to God again so we can receive God's life, live it out as His expression for His glory, which becomes our glory. May this become your lot. May this become your experience. And we will continue sharing this experience together in the days ahead so we can all live lives that express God's glory for His satisfaction and for our satisfaction.
because actually God's glory, when it is seen, is what causes satisfaction and fulfillment for the one who sees it and the one who lifts it out. And this is what we are coming to you with on these broadcasts. Uh, we pray the Lord will enlighten and open ways for us to be able to do this in a deeper way. Lord, we thank you that you give us the opportunity to fellowship concerning these matters. We pray you enlighten us more as we go forward so we can put these into practice for your glory. Thank you, Father. Amen. My name is John. Thank you for listening to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast, brought to you by the Church in Accra as one of the local churches in Ghana. Fellowship with the Church in Accra by joining our virtual Bible study meeting links and fellowships on Sundays, 9.30 to 12 o'clock p.m., Wednesdays at 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m., and Fridays, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. You may contact us for further fellowship and joining links by calling us on 0200-117-222 or 0274-433-100 or 0246-962607. The numbers again are 0200 222 or 0274 or 0246 You can send any questions by WhatsApping us on the same numbers. Check us up on the various social media platforms including podcasts by searching God's Eternal Purpose Broadcast. The local churches living for Christ and the church till his kingdom come. Raising my sins.